0: Hey, 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 hey. If I wanted to get technical
1: Welcome to a new installment of Coaching Out Loud with Danielle Powell. This month is Women's History Month, and in honor of Women's History Month, I will be honoring powerful women this month. As women, we are called to do amazing things, to be a voice to the voiceless, to be strong, to be courageous, to be loving, generous. To be confident to be full of wisdom to chase after our dreams but above all else we are called to be in an intimate relationship with christ we have a powerful speaker on today her name is prophetess tara carissa hodges stay tuned for an amazing interview
2: Hey, guys, this is Coaching Out Loud podcast. I am your host and your coach, Danielle Powell. To jumpstart Celebration of Women's Month, I have a very special guest, Prophetess Ciara Carissa. Prophetess Ciara. Hello. Hi. I am blessed. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so honored for you to be on the show, and I'm so excited. I know you have a great you have a lot of things to say to the women who are looking to move in their purpose and to move into ministry. I'm going to give them your bio. Prophetess Tiara Carissa is a powerful preacher, an entrepreneur, author, life coach, mentor, speaker, and so much more. She is the founder of Life Now Ministries. She is an international speaker. Her international invites include South Africa, England, Ghana, Australia. Bahamas, Kenya, Nigeria, Trinidad, and a host of other places, Tiara Carissa empowers women to build their empires. Welcome to the show again, Prophetess Tiara Carissa.
3: Hello, thank you so very much again for having me. To God be the glory, happy Women's History Month. That's right. We, we need to be excited and celebrate that. We, we are women, and we are powerful, yes. and we are doing the doggone thing. So to God be the glory yes. for that.
2: Yes, to God be the glory. And so starting, um, when did you know you were called to, to be in ministry?
3: I knew for a fact that I was called to be in ministry at the age of 14. Now, again, I did not get into ministry at 14, but I knew um, that I was called to be a preacher for sure as a teenager.
2: Awesome, awesome. And you are, have been flowing. I've been following your ministry for many years. I've been blessed by it. You're truly anointed and really a real authentic prophet of God. To
3: God be the glory. Thank you.
2: Yes. And what I love about you, you always operate in confidence, and you don't allow people to tell you who you are. You have a book called Unapologetic You. How can women become more apologetic about who they are?
3: So, right, so in my book, Unapologetically Anointed, uh, we talk about how you need to be aware of who you are in God. And when you are aware of who you are in God, despite the obstacles, the trials, the tribulations, the hurdles that come your way, you are able to overcome that. And so a lot of people say, well, prophetess, Tara, you know, I'm going through something and I can't believe I'm experiencing all of this warfare. And my response to them is is that the anointing will always attract trouble. The anointing will always attract warfare. The anointing will always attract problems, but it will also attract victory. And somebody needs to know that today as they're listening in. And so though you may be going through something, that's right, you are going through, which means that an end is in sight. So hang on in there because if the anointing on your life has attracted trouble, then it's also going to attract triumph.
2: Amen. Yes, yes. Thank you for that powerful insight, what advice would you give to women who are looking to get their business and ministry off the ground but they don't know where to start?
3: Great question. I tell women all the time the best place to look when you're seeking and searching out, well, what business should I start? Look at yourself. You know, I have a teaching called How to Prosper from Your Pain, and the reason why that's one of the number one sellers on my site is because everyone has been through pain. Everyone has been through something, and I always say there's some jewels on your journey and some prosperity in your pain, and so if you just begin to look at your life and what you've overcome and what you've lived through, that is an indication of how you can empower other people. Now, once you say, you know what, I've been through some bad relationships, okay, I've Learn the lesson. I have wisdom in that area. Now it's time to begin looking at yourself and saying, now in what capacity do I want to deliver this wisdom? For some people, you might want to start an online course. Other people, you might want to write an ebook. Other people, you might want to start a coaching business. Whatever the case may be, but in order to figure out what is the business for you to start, you first got to begin looking at yourself, your journey, your pain, your path, what you've been through,
2: and what you've overcome. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. That is so true because I learned through you to start my coaching company, through My Pain. So thank you for giving that great insight.
3: Amen. To God be the glory.
2: Yes, to God be the glory. As women in business, why is it important to have multiple strings of income?
3: Well, number one, having multiple streams, that's a biblical principle, that's a biblical concept that we see in the book of Genesis when God planted the Garden of Eden and had seven streams, it had more than one stream. So it's a biblical principle, it's a godly principle that you always have more than one stream flowing. And then for obvious reasons, if one stream is not flowing as strongly as you believe that it should to supply the lifestyle that you believe that you should be living, then you have other streams to tap into. But it is also a principle that we see found in Proverbs 31. You know, a lot of people, they read Proverbs 31 about the virtuous woman, and they get excited about the fact that she's a wife and a mom. But when you go back and you read Proverbs 31, she's not only a wife, she's not only a mom, she is a businesswoman with multiple streams. And so yes. it's very important that women understand that when you have multiple streams, your well can never run dry, and somebody needs to get that.
2: Yes, yes. Awesome, powerful points. You're going you to right into my next question. <laughs> What's As, a God be the glory? Yes, yes. As women, we are mothers, wives, students. We work full-time jobs. We have small businesses. Some of us are all of the, the above and we have a ministry, how can how high-powered women achieve work-life balance?
3: Great question. You first have to understand that while you can do many things, you're not called to do many things at once. Somebody needs to catch yes. that revelation. And I always share this analogy with women. You know, when I send out my personal shopper to go grocery shopping for me, they bring back a lot of food. But when I am deciding what I'm going to eat for lunch or for dinner, I don't open up my refrigerator and eat everything at my refrigerator at one time. I decide what I'm going to eat. And so if I decide, okay, on Tuesday I'm going to eat spaghetti, then that means that what I've set aside for Thursday night, taco night, is not going to get touched on Tuesday night for us. Forget it, night such as life. So in this season of your life, you may be thriving in the area of your small business, and so maybe you have to decrease in the area of how often you're on the road speaking, how often you are doing seminars, how often you are traveling the globe, whatever the case may be. So in order to have a work-life balance, you've got to learn how to exist within boundaries and within healthy limits, and there is nothing wrong with that. You can do all things, you just cannot do all things at once one time.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you for that. That was powerful. And I love that you are always advocating for women. You don't find it robbery to lift other women as you are climbing. You are always collaborating with other women and pushing them into their destiny. Society always says women, they, can't, they always compete and they don't collaborate. What are some benefits of collaborating with other women?
3: Well, first of all, no one can do it alone. No one can do everything. There are 7 billion people on the face of this planet. um, So who I can't reach, someone else can. And so when you are truly in ministry, for the right reason then you don't see your sister as your competition you see her as help because you begin to understand you know what she's going to be somewhere that i am not and somebody is going to hear the word in her mouth that they might not hear from me because i'm across the globe but as long as the gospel is being preached as long as the word is getting out there then i am content because this thing is not about my platform it is about the gospel and the message of jesus christ
2: Yes. Amen. Amen. I truly agree with that. It's better to push others than to just always be about our own platform. So since this is Women's Month, what are some women leaders that inspire you to do the work that you're doing today?
3: Great question. You know, in my former years, I would have set a list of professional women that we all know are celebrities or civil rights trailblazers. But for me, Women that I greatly admire are any woman, any person that has overcome adversity and continued on her path, continued on her journey, continued in her purpose. And that's a lot of people. Those are people that are listening in right now whose names I may never know. But just know that if you have overcome anything, and you have made the decision that a divorce will not stop me, lies will not stop me, rumors will not stop me, adversity will not stop me, obstacles yes. will not stop me, I look up to you and I celebrate you. So salute to you and thank you.
2: Yes, yes. Amen. And my sister and I, we have an organization that empowers girls to be entrepreneurs. One of our slogan is Her Seat at the Table. What does a seat at the table mean to you? Great question. A seat at the table for me
3: represents a table that I built and a chair that I pulled up to my own table. I am no longer seeking to sit at anybody else's table because I think that when you are striving to be included and be accepted at someone else's table, you are devaluing you. But when you have a made-up mind, if I never get an invitation to your table, I'm okay because we're eating good over here, we're being influential and impactful over here, That is what matters. And so I want everybody to stop expecting a handout, stop chasing a handout, stop chasing validation from other people and validate yourself. Why? Because Christ has already validated you. And I stopped by to tell somebody that when you stop looking to other people to define your success, when you stop looking to other people to define your success level, your happiness, your joy, your prosperity, your notoriety, your influence, Sure impact, you will begin to live a life that is full of peace.
2: Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you for that. That was awesome is what we need to hear on today. Looks like we're running out of time, but is there anything else that you would like to speak on to encourage the listeners?
3: Absolutely. The number one thing that a woman can do is get clear on who she is and what her identity is in Christ once you are clear on who you are who God has designed you to be who God has built you to be then everything else just falls into place a lot of people say well prophetess I don't know who I'm called to be and I always tell them well take a look back on your life what you've been through because what you've been through is an indication of who God is designing you to be and I preached it many times but we we always talk about Moses leading the children of Israel across the Red Sea but we forget that before he had a Red Sea experience he had a now River experience. In other words, when you go back to the genesis of his life, his mother put him in a basket to cross the Nile River so that he could stay alive. And the reality of it is, is that he could have gotten upset that out of all of his mother's children, he was the one that was put in the basket and forced to cross a river all by himself. But what he had been through all by himself was training ground for how God was going to use him all by himself. So the Bible says, do not despise small beginnings, the very thing that you're hating, the very thing you're upset by. That is the very thing that God is going to use to give you your identity, to define your purpose so that you can walk into the divine destiny that God has already crafted for your life.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm so encouraged today. I know all of my listeners are so encouraged by your powerful words on today before you leave where can they find you your social media handles your website let them know
3: absolutely well head to my website tara t-e-r-a carissa dot com, and all of my information is there all of my social media links of course if you're on facebook you can go to facebook.com Speak, S-P-E-A-K, Tara Carissa, T-E-R-A Carissa, C-A-R-I-S-S-A. But again, once you go to my website, Tara, T-E-R-A Carissa, dot com, all of my social media links are there. So thank you so very much for having me. To God be the glory. I want every woman listening in to be proud of who you are. Give God glory that he chose you to be a woman because I am telling you right now, we are a good thing. And I'm telling you right now, God does not think less of you. God thinks well of you. We were designed to be protected, cherished, loved. And I'm telling you right now, every woman on this line is called to be a virtuous woman.
2: Yes. Thank you so much, Prophetess Tiara Carissa. Being on my show today, I'm honored and I'm so happy because you are also my life coach and mentor. So, well, Amen. To God be the glory. <laughs> so, thank you so much for being on the show today.
3: Okay, woman of God, you guys be blessed.
2: Be blessed.
4: It's so crazy. Don't take your love away Forever in your embrace Without you I'm like a storm with no end Tossed by the wind and sea And when I'm incomplete Just one request from
1: You know that you are a masterpiece. You probably feel like a catastrophe. You in the mirror every day saying, Ugh, like masterpiece. Mm-hmm. That ain't really how it had to be. Now hold up, listen. Yo, you acting totally different. You got a whole new position. Yo. You are the running Bobby Ricky, whole new edition. Ooh. You think I'm totally kidding? But hold up a minute. Don't compare yourself with none of them. Never. You wanna want and ain't no sin in no. A master artist take a mess and make a masterpiece. And look at you, you've been a gem. You're shining.